the Ziploc that Right on my waistline is why I kept that strap I remember nights, I didn't remember nights I damn near went crazy, I had to get it right Now I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper Hey, Now I'm your favorite trapper's favorite trapper The absolute truth, yeah, no joke what up, Randy? What's going on, man? How's how's basketball? You guys in the playoffs? Oh, we're deep in it. Yeah, going well. We're we're hopeful, man. We have we have a good squad. Game tomorrow what night. Is it, is it really ramped um, up? Yet, yeah, it'd be like statewide round of sixty-four. Oh, okay. So you're, so, you're just in in the in the pre-qualifier. Yeah, we we'd have to win. Four more to get to the final four. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate it. No offense. Um, I'm kind of. I'm kind of hoping you guys lose here pretty soon. Dive back into golf. <laughs> we'll definitely free up the schedule a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll get a few more trap draws out. Yeah. Well. So. You know, we we we'll throw back uh, throw back Tuesday here with our. Old recording devices. Yeah, we're back to the string and tin cans. We hooked up. We hooked up the string. Um, but I think we got a good one on tap tonight. We're excited. We have uh, JT Poston on the show. The T stands for Tyree. Uh, the yeah. Island Mafia, yeah. newly made man. Pretty much the chillest guy in the world, I think. Um, like seriously, I'm. I'm like, man, this guy. I could I could I could use a little bit of his worldview just as far as you know, taking things as they come and, and being uh being laid yeah. back and relaxed and just being in the moment. It seems like yeah, he's he, good at that. So. He, he sure didn't seem to sweat much, uh which is which is very refreshing. Very no. refreshing. Uh um, yeah, he's down at the he's down in Tampa. Fired him up. It's Tuesday night. Uh Talk to him about 7 p.m. So uh, he's he's pumped. This course should suit his eye this week, and he's on a little bit of a little bit of a heater. He uh, he's made a couple cuts in a row. Played really well at Honda last week, and then the week prior at at Riz, shot like 65 in the opening round, I think. So um, kid's got game, and he's got some extra large huevos from from basic, you know, based on his story. So yeah. You know, I kind of view the Valspar as the East Coast version of Riv. And not necessarily from a course standpoint, I guess, but more from a viewer experience. Like, it's, it's yeah. consistently overlooked, um, but yet, like, every year I'm like, you know, damn, that was a that was a good tournament. Like, I enjoy watching, watching the golf. Um, it, it, the course has enough bite, enough variety. Where it's it's fun to watch guys hit hit different shots, you know. Well, um, and there's a variety of players. Yeah. That contend too, you know. It, it looks pretty good on TV. Yeah. No, so fair. I, I I I hope he does well. Hopefully, he can have a similar, if not better, result than uh, any had out in LA. Yeah, I think the one the one thing we didn't get to ask him about was Pebble. Like, I was curious to get his takes there. We might have to have him back on just as far as like. Who we played with, amateur partner, and then you know, because he's played in two tournaments so far with three courses on the docket, mm-hmm. like in Pebble and the uh, the one out in Palm Springs, Career Builder. So like that, that to me, that's got to be extra hard for rookies. Not only is everything new to you, but you got to look at three courses instead of one. You know? Yeah, just more the process. Yeah. Sure. Uh, any takes from you on the on the Mexico tournament? I loved it. Uh, it was it. So far, exceeded my expectations. I, I was a huge fan. I was riveted. I loved the course. It was quirky. Um, you know, dudes were just hitting out of the trees, into the trees. It was tons of variety. Yeah. yeah, the the marshals were lit. Um, <laughs> the, the fans were, were great. I loved it. I, I could not have been. It, it was a great weekend of viewing. Like quite honestly, the the tour needs more courses like that. You know, they need more environments like that. 
For sure. I think they do need to embark on some sort of some sort of foliage agronomy undertaking <laughs> down there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think it's cool to see. Um, you know what I think would be cool with that tournament would be like, all right, we're gonna play this at altitude, so you, so all your numbers are messed up anyway, mm-hmm. and then like you have to play a lot of ball this week. Yeah, they yeah, could. Like old ass clubs this week. Like that would be sweet because then it'd just be like, all right, like who who is an actual ball striker and who's just yeah. tuned up their stuff to to you know kind of, and and that was that was I think that's a good lead into JT who was kind of enjoyed talking to him because he seems like kind of a throwback on tour. You know, he's not a bomber. Yeah, he's for sure. A he's kind of self-made. You know, it doesn't sound like he's been capped for superstardom since he was a little kid. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a refreshing mm-hmm. refreshing conversation, but I think the tour needs to do a better job of making sure there's enough courses for guys. You know, guys like him that they that kind of suit that skill set. Mm-hmm. And, and it's 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 overly skewed towards the bomb and gallop mm-hmm. kind of player right now. Right. And I think if anything it's like from a viewing perspective, that's not necessarily the most captivating by any means the, the bombing gouge like it's fun to watch guys have to hit shots oh hell yeah um, and I oh, thought it's more fun like watching Mickelson hit out of the trees and seeing him just you know not at all a dog leg with no right, right. no concept of penalty or anything like that you know yeah I guess the other thought too going back to well Jen Rom seems to be way <laughs> legit uh but I'll also set you up with this: is, is DJ seems to be fully unleashed. Yeah, uh, uh, I mean DJ is he's like <laughs> he's basically like like uh, Lil Kimmy up in North Korea right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, like hide your wife, hide your kid. Yeah, just you know, I mean, shit. Austin, Austin better not go to the to the. Uh, Malaysian airport or whatever, you know, where <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. DJ is doing bad things right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then yeah, Rom dude, uh, I'm, I'm still waiting for for our boy Rigsy from the uh, Foreplay Barstool podcast to figure out who he is. But uh, but yeah, John Rom, that guy fucks. Oh my god, like he's just, and it's it's on a variety of courses too. I mean, he just he shows yeah. up. His, his game travels. Yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. So, um, any other takes? Anything else? Um, I'm trying to think what, what's what's been in the news. I I, I don't really have you know. I, I kind of took it a little bit with my, uh, excuse me, with my Ricky uh, predictions back at the Honda. But I'll, I'll own those. He he showed up. He showed out. Um, you and Johnny are kind of in the same camp as far as. Yeah, I think Johnny and I, you know, we just we're just left feeling a little bit un- unfulfilled. I guess. I feel like you just you need to lay out your your Rick Tater stance a little bit more. Uh, well, okay, I'm not nearly fired enough, fired up enough to do it justice. But in a nutshell, like I, I really like the guy, so that's what I want to preface everything <laughs> with. Is <laughs> I really like him, but I'm gonna shit all over him. No, no, I, I'm not even gonna do that. I, I like he seems like a great guy. I, I would legitimately want to hang out with him. It, it's, it's nothing about that. Where it's always struck me is like, you know, he, he's just constantly in my face, and it's like. After a certain point, I'm like, "What has this guy done? Like, why is he always in my face?" And then on top of that, it's like, "Why? Like, why are you wearing joggers? Like, why are you wearing high tops? I don't need that. I, I don't want to see it. You know, maybe some people like that. I don't. You know, when you put it all together, I, I just need a little bit more. You know, you got to back it up a little bit more, or else you got to take some of it. Right now. Yeah, a little you, you, for me, though. you just got to take some of it away if you're not going to back it up. You just gotta, you know. It's just all right for me, dog. Yeah. So wow. that's kind of that, that's kind of the the, the, the abbreviated take. Um, okay. Okay. And uh, he was a golf boy. I think people forget that he was a yeah, he was in the he golf boy. Kind of, 
Well, I, I think he tweeted it a, a few weeks ago where he kind of ghosted the golf boys. Yeah, now he's going to pretend like he and Bubba were never like in a music video and stuff. I don't. So I know. think people people took that take as like you were upset that he ghosted them, when really you were upset that he was associated with them in the first place. A little right? bit. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I think, I think that's a bad look. I don't like that. I just want to know how Ben Crane got got in that whole mix. Too. You know, honestly, it it, it might you know, like that'd be a fascinating you know little documentary. They they need to break down the origins of the golf boys. How that whole thing came together. Mhm. Mm-hmm. That might be a that might be a team wasp deal. Hashtag Team Wasp. Come in. Well, yeah. Without further ado. Yeah. JT enjoy Post. the uh, enjoy the conversation with JT Poston. All right, guys. JT, I got I got Big Randy on the phone too. All right. What's going on, guys? Hey, JT. Thanks for uh, thanks for your time tonight. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate y'all getting me on. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Is you down in Tampa? I am, yeah. Got down here uh, Sunday night late. Been out and played the course a couple times and getting ready to roll. Cool. What's, it, what's the vibe down there? Uh, it's pretty good. It's kind of it's pretty similar to the Honda, I feel like, uh, golf course-wise. It's not easy. Not easy. Innsbruck is a good, is a good test for golf for sure. Does that kind of suit your game more, you know, a little bit, a little bit tighter off the tee, a little bit? Yeah, more... yeah. I think just kind of keeping it in front of me has always been a strength. But uh, there's no like glaring advantage for guys that hit it a long ways or guys that, I guess, you know, chip and putt it better than most. I think it's just, you know, play solid golf and try not to make a bunch of bogeys and throw a couple birdies in there and you reach in. Um, which I, I mean, I feel like I've always just played well at those kind of courses in the past. So see how it pans out this week. You know, I mean, you're you're kind of on a little heater right now here over the last few weeks. I wanted to hit on that a little bit, and then uh, yeah, I was just kind of I was looking at your at your uh, at your record from last year. I mean, you you went in with no status last year, right? Yeah, yeah. So I started the year. I didn't get through Q school, so I didn't have any status and actually tried to do uh, PGA Canada Q school and didn't get good status out there. So I was not really sure what I was going to play in the rest of the year and just went up and did the Monday in Indiana. Played well, got in. Um, actually made eagle on my last hole uh, of the tournament to finish top 25, and then that got me the next week and finished third and was off and running. Played the rest of the year. That's incredible. That's it was, yeah, how razor thin that that line is. It's unbelievable, unbelievable. That was kind of the jump start, and just kind of been, I guess, on a heater ever since then. Really. <laughs> yeah. So is so as far as Q school goes, like so, so those that don't know, like you go you go to Web Tour Q school, and then uh-huh. Canada is a, Canada is a totally different deal. Yeah, I mean it's the same. It's not. So Web Q School, you got, I guess, three, four different stages you got to get through, three, four different weeks. But like uh, for the Latin America, for Canada, it's just one week, uh, one site, and you might have, you'll have a full field, and I don't, maybe twenty guys and ties get, uh, get cards for the year. Okay. Uh, and then conditional goes on down the list from there. And so yeah. you didn't even. So you just didn't like your status on there, and it wasn't no, it was, traveling to do it, so you just didn't have any status. Uh, yeah, it pretty much wasn't worth it. I mean, I, I think I had really bad conditional. Um, okay. I think I got one of the last conditional cards, and I mean, I could have gone up there and Monday in and done that, but it just worked out to where I just went and did, did a couple Mondays before doing that, and. Before before playing some mini tour events and just kind of got on a roll for any of that rolled around anyway, so I just stuck with it. Okay. So going back, I guess kind of going back. So you're from North Carolina. Uh huh. Yeah. And then 
how do you end up at uh, Western Carolina? Uh, I kind of, I kind of fell into it. I was, I wasn't recruited like uh, by a bunch of big schools, uh, but I did go on a visit to NC State and loved it. That was kind of. I remember, I remember leaving my visit there and and feeling like that was where I wanted to go, um, and was kind of under the impression and was told by the coach that he was going to give me an offer later that week, and then got an email saying. I got, I got an email a couple of weeks later saying that uh, all their scholarship money was up, that they wanted me to walk on, and it would be I would have a spot on the team, but I just felt kind of shady about it. Um, didn't just I don't know, didn't sit well, and so I just kept looking at some other options, and Western was one of them, and uh, I liked the coach a lot at the time, and um, I, I had two coaches up there, I liked them both. They were both great and big part of. Um, my development for sure um, but I was just I don't know I was a late bloomer and went up there and knew I'd get some playing time and played all four years and um, I don't know I think that was pretty important for me it's a pretty cool uh, very uh, gorgeous area of the country I'm, I'm from Atlanta yeah. originally and uh, okay yeah I've driven through up there a couple times we, we used to go up to uh, to Highland Boone uh, like Boone yeah well yeah Highlands in the summer and then Boone to go skiing, yeah. you know, we'd go up yeah. there and kind of drive through. Um, that was always fun. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So I'm from Hickory, which is only about an hour from then. So okay. Know the area. Yeah. So, um, so you, so were you an NC State fan growing up, or was that just? Kind I of actually was not. Um, no, that was just kind of the only one, like the only two schools that really showed me any kind of interest uh, when I was going through that whole recruiting deal. I've always been a Tar Heel fan. Uh, I actually just went to, I was at the UNCB game, the basketball game this past weekend uh, in Chapel Hill, which was incredible. So, um, so you're more DL3 than, uh, than uh, Carl Patterson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> big DL3 <big laughs> fan, for sure. For sure. <laughs> If I could have gone there, if I could have picked anywhere to go, that's probably where, where I would have went. Yeah, uh, golf was good, but I just would have gone just to be able to be a be a car heel, be a go to some of those games, go to the basketball games, and just be around it. Well, I pulled up your bio from uh, Western Carolina, the uh, the uh, Catamount Athletic site. Yeah, yeah. I saw. Well, so it says here, it's brilliant performance earning the mention in the faces in the crowd section of the May twenty third Sports Illustrated from. Yeah, I guess that was in high school. I've always been fascinated by people that were facing in the crowd section. Um, yeah, that that was total shock. I mean, I was just a little high school kid who played really good at states, and I set a couple records, which was awesome. But I was not expecting to get a call from Sports Illustrated. That's for sure. So, all right. So you so you shot you shot sixty three. And then you shot thirteen under one thirty one in the state, yeah. state championship. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> one by one by nine, but didn't do, it was too late. I'd already I'd already signed with Western, and it's probably a good thing. I'm glad. I mean, I've okay, so that was up there. Yeah, okay. but it was. Like, yeah, I was gonna say, years, so I was like, damn, I don't know how you're doing that and not getting <laughs> <laughs> Right, exactly, exactly. Like I said, as a late bloomer, I didn't have much of a resume at all when these schools are recruiting kids when they're. 13, 14 years old. So, I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I was a tiny little kid when I was that old. Got overlooked by just about everybody. Were you primarily focused on golf growing up, or did you do, you know, different sports, and it, it was just, you know, always something that you yeah, loved I, and did well, or, or were you kind of deep in the AJGA scene? I was not an AJGA kid. Never played in one. Um, just played in the Carolinas. I played all kinds of sports. Growing up. Played golf, tennis, basketball, baseball. Um Dude, they're so refreshing to hear. Yeah. I mean I You're probably like one of five guys that's American on the tour that didn't play <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. There's not a, there's not many out there. I don't I don't even know if I've uh I mean I haven't really talked to many guys on tour yet about that, but I've got one of you I feel like I mean everybody. I have it's it's come up on conversation before, just at 
you know, player dying on the course, and you know, I have nothing to say. I, don't, I can't. I never played in the <laughs> in the Footjoy, the Thunderbird, or the I don't even know where they played them or, or yeah. anything like that. Um, but yeah, I just stayed in the Carolinas, and I mean, I played basketball till my freshman year in high school, and um, was always better at golf, but I kind of knew that was going to be my route. But I just I don't know. I like playing them all. Still you, do. you pretty much dominate. I mean, looking at your your college record, you, yeah. you just crushed it in the Southern Conference. So who else is in the Southern Conference? Like, what other schools are y'all playing against? Um, when I was there, the first couple of years, we had Georgia Southern, App State, uh, Tennessee, Chattanooga, um, Georgia Charleston. Furman, Wofford, uh, and then I think a couple of years, a few years ago, a couple of teams, you know, some teams went to the Sun Belt, uh, mm-hmm. App State, Georgia, Southern, and College of Charleston, all left, and uh, Mercer and East Tennessee State joined our the Southern Conference. Those were both good programs at the time for golf. Um, so there was always a couple of good teams, but SoCon um, was. You know, it was pretty top-heavy, I feel like, most of the year, team-wise and player-wise, I guess, individually. This might be a stupid question. I apologize if it is, but is there, like, a sense of, like, did you guys have a a rival for, you know, is there kind of that sense of of rivalry in in college golf uh, from a team standpoint or Uh, more a little bit individual, not, not as much? Yeah, I never, I never quite felt like that. I don't know if it was just because I was at a smaller school. I don't know if there's, you know, a lot of the rivalries. You have the rivalries that are big in the other sports, and it could kind of yeah. leak over. I mean, we we played my first two years. We used to play a, a little Ryder Cup style type match against App State, and App State and Western Carolina were always big rivals um, in years past, and. Um, it was just kind of our deal, like our little rival rivalry match that we did every year. It was just us against them, Ryder Cup style, and um, it was a lot of fun. But once they once they switched conferences, that kind of went away. And, uh, yeah. But I, it's, it's, I mean, like you said, it's an individual sport. It's there's not as much rivalry, I would say, um, okay. as other sports. You wear a lot of purple. Uh, I did. I did. I did in college. I don't have as much. I don't have as much purple in my wardrobe these days. So you're not um, going the JJ Henry route. That's what JJ. <laughs> no. Getting steep uh, on it. The, no, no, I'm not wearing out the purple. Um, <laughs> trying to mix it up, but uh, I, it may be a practice round shirt. But well, if I'm gonna get some TV time. I gotta make sure if it's a good looking purple shirt, maybe. But there aren't too many of those out there. I don't think. Well, speaking of apparel and, and TV time, are you who's your main sponsor? Is it MGM Grand? Uh, yeah, so I've got um with MGM Grand and uh, Zudi, which is a software company, an accounting software company, and um, always been a Titleist and Footjoy guy, okay. or a Titleist guy, and then uh, when I turned pro, started wearing the Footjoy apparel, and uh, yeah, that's it. For now. All right, MGM Grand, is there anything blue in there? Yeah. Like you get a couple of free trips to Vegas every year? <laughs> what's, 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 the uh, yeah. Yeah, what's the game? Yeah, so, you, so it's my first year, and it's just a one-year deal for now, just kind of building a relationship. But got a bunch of credit and can go stay at the MGM and go out and hang out at, in Hakkafan if we want to go out at night. Uh, can pretty much do whatever you want. Just use the, use the credit and send it. <laughs> nice. You can go out there and hang out with TA3 a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So, uh, well, going back, so, like, so so you said you monday it into that to that tournament. Um, was that in Evansville? Yeah, yeah. One last year. Indiana, and then, I mean, yeah. did you really have any expectations playing in that tournament? I mean, obviously, you're, you're probably trying to do as best as you can, but. I mean, that was, right. that was your first, that was your first web that event, was, right? That was my first web event I had. And honestly, I, I mean, I just wanted to make the cut. I just because I make making a cut in one of those is a lot better paycheck than trying to 
played as many cool events. And so I just, that was the first goal was make the cut and made it on the number and played well enough on the weekend kind of kept it going. But I, I mean, I was just kind of taking it all in. It was just cool to play on TV or have a chance to play on TV or in front of some decent crowds and, and do all that. I, mean, I was kind of like playing without it. money though, but you weren't yeah. too much pressure on yourself or anything. Right. I mean, there were definitely some nerves uh, on the first tee and stuff, but I was just enjoying it. I mean, I, I shot 77 the first round, of course, and was just, I mean, obviously disappointed, but, I mean, I was like, well, whatever. I'm on the web.com tour. I'm not on the mini tours. So you shot 77 yeah. and then 69, 72, 68. Okay. Yeah. So that gets you into the next week. Or I guess the next right. tournament, which is really right. two weeks later. Right. And then, so what do you do? So the so the next tournament's down in the Carolinas, then, right? Uh huh. Yeah. So that was like a home event for me, pretty okay. much. Uh, it was uh, it was a course I'd played before, and so definitely already felt comfortable out there, um, and and just kept it rolling. I think I, I think having that that week under my belt, uh, kind of knowing that what to expect, helped me relax even more and just. I mean, same thing. I went in. I had no idea what I needed to do to get status. I just went in there trying to, you know, finish top 25 so I could play in Greenville mm-hmm. and do that. And, um, so you finished and, third there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Golly, man. Finished, finished around, finished around and had no, I mean, I think, I think my agent, Lee, texted me and said, uh, congrats on a good week. Uh, no more mini tours. And I was like, what? I didn't really understand what he what he <laughs> meant by that uh, until he told me that I, that was enough to get me temporary status and basically I would reshuffle the rest of the year no matter what I did after that. So. Oh, that's dope. And then yeah. the, and then the next week after that to be in the BMW charity down at down in right. Carolina. So you're still kind of right. home turf. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. And then as far as mini tours, we playing e golf. Uh, e-golf had just gotten bought out by the swing spot tour when I turned pro. Okay. So I never played any of those. I was just, yeah, playing those couple of the swing spot tour events and, um, I mean, just even some little one one or two dayers that are maybe more local in the Carolinas or in, or in Florida or mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, wherever there was a, a decent tournament that wasn't too far away. And then, all right, so then you go... BMW, and then you go to – sorry, I'm, I'm just like a web tour junkie. I think it's fascinating. Okay. <laughs> you yeah. had no status, and then you just turn this into, like, a PGA Tour card, and you're like, hey, man, I'm here. Um, yeah, exactly. So, all right, so then you go to Punta Cana after mm-hmm. that, make the yeah. cut down there. Yeah. Finish nine under. I mean, that's that's solid. Yeah, nine nine under that week was good for about 50, I think. The scores were so low. <laughs> Yeah. And it was windy. I couldn't understand it. it was, but it was, it was super wide, but it was kind of windy, and I felt like 9-under was okay. Didn't think I had a chance to win, but I thought I'd have a chance to finish somewhere somewhat near the top 25 and yeah. didn't even sniff it. And, and as far I mean, was that a big adjustment for you? Like, I know on the web tour, and I'm sure it's like this on most of the mini tours, but, I mean, you got to go so low to even yeah. a shot at it. I mean, is that something you always made a ton of birdies? Yeah, I think I think a lot of it. I mean, my biggest strength is probably my putting, uh, and out there, a lot of the golf courses. Uh, the first two I played weren't this way, but a lot of them, yeah, a lot you just kind of hit, hit it down a fairway. You probably got a wedge in your hand or a short iron, knock on the green, and a lot of times the, the guy that wins, the guy that makes the most putts. Which you can say that about these courses on tour, but. I mean, you're not going to make too many mistakes to the green and some in a lot of those web events. It's just a matter of who can make the most birdies and make the most putts. Mm-hmm. And I making, think making 12 and 15 footers. Right, game. exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that played right into my strengths, which is which is great. Um, so. So then, knowing that you got status pretty much for the rest of the year, did you did that change your mentality at all? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I knew I'd be playing the rest of the year, and I'd be in the rest of the year in all the tournaments. And so it just, I kind of, it all of a sudden went from just trying to uh, make cuts and make some money and 
and keep that bank account looking okay, paying the bills to, okay, let's, you know, try and finish top 75 and, or get past that threshold and lock up my web card for next year. And, you know, once I did that, it, it was like, okay, now let's see if we can get in that top 25 and, and get the tour card. And, um, had a couple of real high finishes later on in the year that helped do both of those. So yeah, I mean, it looked like so. Then you went out to Wichita, missed a couple cuts. Mm-hmm. I went to Wichita, T six, open with a sixty three. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then next month, Lincoln Land Charity Championship, T two, sixty seven, sixty seven, sixty six, sixty four, twenty yeah. under. Yeah. Uh, and then T13 at, out in the Bay Area at Stone Bray. Yeah. And then, so so by that time, are you thinking, oh, shit, by I that time, I, yeah. four cards? Yeah, well, by that time, I had, I had easily locked up my web card for next year and locked up the finals. So I knew, you know, then it was like, okay, you're going to have a shot at the end of the year in the playoffs to wear one good week, one top five, and you got your tour card. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, yeah, and I was playing great. I just, I don't know. I mean, I, I was, there weren't any shots that I felt like I couldn't hit and was rolling it well like I had all year and just kind of obviously, I mean, had a lot of good rounds, a lot of low rounds and just just kept it going. I think that eight-week that eight stretch finished off the year. I think I made the last six cuts maybe, the last yeah. five, something like that. And had some good finishes in all of them. So question, all right, so Stonebray, like last year, that was when um, one dude shot, yep. was it 58 or 59? And then, yeah, yeah, and then backed it up with something. So you shot 67, 64. How many shots back were you after two rounds? Uh, I think I was, uh, let's see, I think I was like 10 back. I was 10 <laughs> back after, yeah. Something like that. I know. I remember it was something ridiculous. I remember that. Yeah, so I have a, I have a, uh, a bunch of some old college teammates, some old college coach. We have this group text that we that just goes off about every day. But I remember, I remember talking to him about it and saying, you know, I mean, I'm whatever eight under par, not ten under par. I don't remember what I was, but pretty good. And it wasn't like a drive, chip and putt type golf course like some of the webs courses were. And no, I that's a tough course. Yeah. yeah, it's a good track. I mean, I yeah. was shocked how low those scores were all, all week. Um, but I guess some guys thought it was easier than I did. I thought, yeah, I mean, I I don't think I could have played much better uh, to finish 15th or whatever I did that week, get yeah. beat by 14 guys. He So he was well, and like, and then it's crazy. I mean, he didn't even get his get his tour card this year. Yeah. Like, you know, so yeah. like, I mean, I think that just speaks to the depth of of. I mean, how how the many guys out there can play? Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, he obviously. I mean, and I know I know Jaeger pretty well, and he's yeah. and he's a great player. Uh, similar type game to me. I feel like uh, drives drives it well, hits and puts it puts it really good. Um, and so he kind of, obviously that was one of those weeks, just get in the zone and uh, wake up on Sunday and you're 30 under par. And I can't say I've done that, but... So you, you finished know, 14 under and you were 16 shots back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, dude, that is that is mind-blowing. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I mean, yeah. I remember talking to him the next week and just... I mean, I, I don't. I could have made everything I looked at, not even missed it. So the next week, so you go to you go to Digital Ally Open. Where's that one? Uh, that is, I think that might be Kansas City. Yeah, that's Kansas City. Okay. And then um, you, so you you finished second there with a playoff. Yeah. But yeah. shoot 70, 63, 65, 66, so 20 on the Yeah, that yeah, was in the playoff there with, with Wesley and, and Grayson. Okay. Yeah. And then by that point? Yeah, so that week, actually, I think 
Um, so Keith, yeah, I don't know if y'all know Keith Mitchell or I, mm-hmm. I think y'all, I think he's uh, been on with you guys, but uh, I remember being in that playoff and I actually had like an eight footer in regulation last fall to, to to win it and whip it out um, to go into the playoff and. I mean, made birdie on first playoff hole, and so did the other two guys, and then hit a good shot on the second one, just missed butt, and Wesley made third. But I remember walking mm-hmm. off the green, being kind of disappointed, and like obviously uh, from being that close to win and not being able to win. But uh, had no idea that I had just locked up my scorecard until Keith saw me uh, walk off the green, had a big ass smile on his face, and I was. <laughs> Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Doorbound, baby. And, uh, so, I mean, that was, I mean, obviously could care less about the tournament at that point, knowing that I'd locked it, locked it up and would be out here this year. Oh, that's awesome. So the, and then from then on, you're just, you're really just playing with house money. So the yeah, from then, on, from then on, you know <laughs> you're going to be on, you're going to be on tour. But it is, I mean, those web yeah, finals events that is, that where yeah. you where you yeah. finish on that on that on that priority list is, is very important. I I knew it was important at the time, but now after after playing the fall and playing out here I realize just how important it is to be as high up there as you can. Just so you know just so you get more opportunities. For sure. Yeah, so twelfth the next week, sixteenth the week after that, twenty sixth the week after that, you just kept it rolling. Yeah. So Yeah. Okay. So jumping ahead, so um, so then you kind of just jump right into the fall series, right? Right, yeah. I mean, we played those West Finals events and had a week off and jumped straight into the into the fall series. It's a, all right, so you go out to Napa, mm-hmm. make the cut out there. Yeah. That, I mean, how does your mentality change, like, you know, going from web to, to PGA, or does it? at all. Uh, I'm just trying to do your thing. I think, yeah, I try. I mean, I was definitely trying to just do my thing. It's a little harder out here the first, the first couple of events uh, just because there's a lot more going on. Um, and, I mean, you obviously got some big crowds and you got, I mean, uh, nerves are just definitely there because um, by the end of the web season, especially the last couple of events, when I knew I locked up my card, I mean, there were nerves and stuff, but you're comfortable out there, and then you're thrown into that whole new atmosphere on the tour. And um, I had never played a tour event before, and so Napa was my first one. And mm-hmm. there was a lot of hype around Tiger basically in there, which he did end up coming. But um, it was just uh, just a lot going on. Um, and I played I played fine. I I, I uh, played really well on Sunday, and that kind of kind of calmed me down a little bit and felt good going into the rest of the events after that. So, so, so there's really no reset for you. I mean, you just got to jump right into it. Like, did your sponsors change at all? Like, how does all that work when you or, or uh, all kind of lined up during the web tour finals? Or, you know, no, you so I, the same stuff? Yeah, so I was, I was just on the web. I was just titled for Port Joy because at the start of the year I had no status and Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it all happened so so fast that I didn't really have anything lined up, and it's just kind of one of those deals where you start lining that stuff up at the end of the year. And so um, my whole MGM uh, and Zooty thing didn't happen until 2017 and the start of this year. Uh, so, um, yeah, none of that really changes uh, in the fall series. Um, and then as far as as far as events go, I mean, are you pretty much guaranteed to play all the fall series events where you I were think, on the priority list. Or? Yeah, so I was. I don't remember. I think I want to. I want to say I was around twenty to twenty-five, and that I ended up getting into all of them. But I think there were a couple that I was close to not getting in. I think Vegas is mm-hmm. usually the hardest one to get into from our category. And I think I was I ended up getting in by a couple, and I think my Cova ended up being a lot closer than it has been in the past. But snuck in there too, and um, okay. but the rest are the rest are pretty easy. 
Randy, I'll let you hop in here. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm monopolizing this shit. <laughs> That's all right. I'm, I'm like down the wormhole, man. Yeah. You get no. I, I, so my question is, now that you've been out on tour, you know, a, a little bit, uh-huh. you know, thinking back to when, you know, you're you're a freshman in high school, is there anything or, or, or even anybody that has, A, like exceeded your, your expectations, like your wildest dreams about being on tour? And, and is there, on the flip side of that, is there anything that's kind of not lived up to, you know, what your expectations would be? Um, out on tour, and that and that could be anything: courses, travel, you know, the glamour. Um, I would say the thing that didn't, that hasn't lived up, is you, you see, is I guess the travel. I mean, you're when you when that, when it's your dream to be out here and you want to be out here that bad, you, all you're focused on is the golf and the the big paychecks and the trophies and all of that, and uh, you don't really think about the travel and uh, just how much travel you're doing, all the different hotels you're staying in. Uh, I mean, it is what it is. It's part of it, but that's just something that I guess I hadn't really thought about in mm-hmm. depth that much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess as far as family goes, do you have do you have a significant other, or do you or do you do you pretty much own solo out there? Uh, yes, yeah, so I've I've been dating a girl Nicole Neely for two years, and but she's in she's in law school at University of Georgia, so she. She comes out uh, once she has a chance, um, but it, right now it's been a little tough just because she's just she's pretty much just as busy as I am, just spending more time in the library than on the golf course. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but that's going. I mean, I'd say like what's exceeded expectations. Or, I mean, it's just it's kind of surreal seeing guys play on tour, um, guys like Phil and Tiger, and even some of the younger guys like Jordan Spieth and Dustin Johnson, those guys, mm-hmm. just I'm, just the first couple of times you see them in the locker room, you're kind of like, wow, I, mean, I can't even <laughs> believe I'm person. seeing this dude right here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you're not as big as I, I mean, I guess, I don't know what it is, but you see these guys, I think TV makes guys look a lot bigger uh, than they actually are. Because, I, I mean, some of them, I'm, I'm thinking that they're just going to be huge dudes and you see them in person and, they're not as as monstrous as as TV makes it look look like they are. Yeah, we Tom, you you and I have noticed that too when we when we've been to tournaments. It's like there's some guys. It's like I swear he's he's huge, and then you see him in exactly. person. Exactly. Like, That's you know, like Woodland man. Like Woodland, like he looks like he's like six foot five on TV. And then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I yeah. could have sworn like Kyle Stanley was gigantic, and then I come to find yeah. out he's you know he's he's not very big at all. Exactly, exactly. The one dude that's always that always looks bigger to in person than he does on T V is, is Mickelson. Like you don't yeah. realize like he's a pretty tall dude, he's a pretty big dude. Yeah. Yeah, he is. So Absolutely. Um, um all right, we gotta get into some Sea Island stuff, Tron. All right. Yeah, we're told you live in We gotta talk about the mafia. Part of the mafia, right? Yeah, I am I'm one of the new I'm one of the new mafia members, I guess. Moved down there about, down a, about there? a year ago. Yeah. About a year ago. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you made the choice to move down there pre any of this. Any of you're just like blowing up on the web tour. You're just like, all right, right. I moved to Sea Island. You just knew you just knew some guys down there. Or yeah, I actually, I mean, I knew a couple of guys, but I didn't know them that well. But I just I signed with that with the same management group. It used to be Crown Sports. Uh, now it's I mean, now they. I guess people know it as Lagadere. Um, but I, just, I signed with them. They had a nice, they have a nice deal down there with Sea Island as far as practicing and playing. And uh, the weather was going to be way better down there than it was going to be in, in in the foothills of North Carolina or on the yeah. mountains. So that was kind of a no-brainer. Um, and I mean, I just I knew I'd, I'd heard about a lot of guys going down there and playing and practicing together and how it just seems to work. And I guess I'm another one of those those byproducts of that Seattle Mafia. Get down there and start finding success right away. Was that the only spot you looked at? Or did you look at anywhere else? Kind of uh, whittle it down. I had kind of, I had considered some places in Florida, but not 
way down in Jupiter where a lot of guys are. I had an old teammate that that lives in Orlando, and he's he plays uh, as well. And so I had thought about if the whole Sea Island thing didn't work out, that I would get down there. But my biggest focus was just trying to find a place where the weather was going to be pretty good year-round and, mm-hmm. and find a good practice facility. And um, well, after I signed yeah, with those guys Sea Island, yeah, I mean, you can't find it. You can't find any better down there than yeah. that they they have set up for us. So, as far as the agency wise, were you did you sign with them out of college, or was that something that you moved to them? Uh, I not Yeah, I signed with them uh, pretty much right out of college, right when I turned okay. pro uh, later that summer. So, okay. yeah. And then somebody was telling me your your agent is is that Lee is it Lee Knox? Yeah, Lee Knox. Okay. Yeah, you guys know Lee. <laughs> I don't know him personally, but I know okay. I know of him, and you know he comes from a pretty illustrious uh, golf right. family, as I'm told. Right. So, um, yeah. Was that connected? Is my agent. You just just know him kind of from growing up, or. No, no, I, I, uh, I did not know Lee until, I guess, my senior year in college. I met him. He and Mac uh, Barnhart came out and watched me at NCAA's uh, my senior year, and met with him, sat down, talked with him, and uh, rolled from there. Signed later that summer. You ever play with so that, with his dad? <laughs> uh, I had, I have played with Jeff once down in Seattle. Um, just played nine holes and a little uh, pro member they do down there in Seattle called the Chalice Cup. That's a lot of fun. They do it in December. And he was down um, and played with him and he and Henrik Norlander uh, paired up and were a team. Not very, not very easy team to beat. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Um all right, so sell me on Kucher. All right, like I guess those guys are probably those guys are kind of taking you under their wing on tour. I, I don't. Tour. I have I have actually never met Kucher. I've, oh I've never gosh. seen him. I think I've seen him on the island maybe one time. <laughs> um, so I I have nothing on Kucher. I okay. I've never met him. Um, probably a good thing though. You'd be wearing Skechers and. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm out on the I'm out on the <laughs> and all mismatch in no time, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so who do you roll with down there? Uh most of the younger guys. Um but the guys on tour, I mean Harris English and Hudson Swafford, Harman, they've all kind of taken the end of their wing a little bit. Played some practice rounds with them out on tour and played with them uh in, in some off weeks. Um, but for the most part, I mean, guys like Keith and Craig Molinax and uh, Bobby Wyatt, uh, I mean, there's, and I could keep naming guys, there's a million of them down there. Yeah. Is, uh, is, is Ted Fujikawa floating around down there? You know, he is. I think he plays out at Brunswick Country Club, which is just across the bridge. Yeah. Um, I've seen him. I've seen them here and there because I'll go over there and play it, play that course every once in a while. It's a good course, good golf course, just to mix mm-hmm. it up. And he'll be out there. I've seen him out there, but he's he's all over the place. I've I've seen. I think he's played in most Mondays. Uh, I'd say this year. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think he's. I mean, I think he plays Canada and Monday. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he's he's a traveling man. Yeah, I don't think he spends much time down in South Georgia. That's for sure. Um, I was gonna say, all right. So, heard a little bird told me that that you drive a Kia SUV and you get a lot of flack <laughs> for that. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. So, uh, hoping to change that here really, really soon. Uh, <laughs> oh, we thought, was, yeah, we thought you were. We thought you were repping it hard. Nah, it, it's. It was one of those deals where it was passed down to me, and it was perfect because it had no mileage on it when I turned pro, and I knew I was going to be pretty much living in my car. And so it was just like I'm going to, I'm going to drive it. It's great. I'm not going to have any issues with it. It's not going to fall apart on me on the road. And I just 
I've still got it. So, and you don't have a carpet. But I think that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, but I think that's going to change here, here soon. I've been. I've been. I've been looking quite a bit. You got to like keep that one though, right? I mean, you just got to keep it. Right. <laughs> Maybe keep it in the family. Keep it in the family. Yeah. Uh, I got a younger brother that might be able to to put it to use, but um, I think it, I think I've I've reached the the breaking point with it. Get something right. a little more what I like. All right, out of out of all the tournaments you played on this year, I mean you're on a pretty good stretch right now too. You finished T17 at, at Riviera and then T27 right. last week at Honda. But what's your mm-hmm. favorite tournament you've been to so far? Probably Riviera. Riviera. Was, yeah. I mean everybody talks about how it's one of their favorites, and uh, it's just an awesome tournament, awesome spot. Um, I don't know if y'all played it, but it's in mean, the golf course itself. There's no water anywhere, I don't think. I don't think there's any hazards anywhere. And it's still one of the, or even OB for that matter, but it's still one of the hardest, toughest mm-hmm. tracks uh, that we play. And I mean, it's just, a, it's just a good golf course, good atmosphere. The crowds are are good. Um, and, it, I mean, it helps that I, I played well first time out there. So yeah. um, right now right. That's, that's probably top of, top of my list. Opening around 66, I'd say so. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, what's your mentality like going out every week? I mean, it's got to be tough and kind of exhausting. Every week is your first look at at, at this right. course. You know, what do right. you, yeah. you know, do you rely on the veterans or do you have a veteran caddy? How does that work? Uh, I do have a veteran caddy. He's, uh, his name's Tommy Brody, uh, Broderson. Uh, but he, uh, He's caddied on tour. He's been caddying for 20 years. I think he's got about, I'd say, between six and eight years on tour. So he's seen a lot of these courses several times. And um, But, I mean, guys like Husband Swafford and Pat and Kazire and uh, Harris English, those guys, I've been playing tight rounds with them quite a bit. And, you know, they've all seen it before and just kind of – Hud's been really good. Uh, when I play with him in practice rounds, just kind of tell me where, what's a good line, uh, where to hit it with certain pins, and um, just stuff like that. Just just kind of give me an idea. So I'm not just going around playing the golf course, seeing it all. Uh, uh, and he's kind—I mean—he's just kind of giving me the pointers, some things to keep in mind. You typically play play a practice round with, with him every week, or or you try to mix it up. Uh, I mix it up, um, but uh, I, as of late, I've played quite a bit with, with HUD. I think starting the year in the fall, I played with Patton quite a bit, and Trey. I play a lot. I probably play most practice rounds with Trey Mullinax. Just, okay. um, we'll find a game and and play a couple guys or do something to keep it competitive and um, go from there, but try and mix and it then, up. And then Monday, so Mondays you're doing Pro-Am? Most part, yeah. Tuesday, Wednesdays, you're doing most of your work, or uh, it depends on the week. Uh, some courses, sometimes I'll do the Monday programs. If it's a if it's a tournament where it's on more than one golf course, I'll try and do the Monday programs so that you can kind of knock it out, mm-hmm. uh, knock one of the courses out. But uh, if I don't play Monday, then I'll play it Tuesday, and then maybe play nine early Wednesday. Uh, if there's a nine that I feel like I want to see again. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, almost I think I don't think there's a single course other than the Sea Island tournament that I've played before. So every time I'm um, showing up to the tournament and playing Tuesday, that's the first time I've seen any of the holes. And so I like to at least play it one of the nines twice uh, before taking it up, taking it on Thursday. That was my next question. So the so the so the Sea Island event. I mean, a few MCs this year. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, is, that, not our best. is that just not a bunch of pressure, show. or is that just a, just a tough course for you? You know, I don't, I don't know. I can't speak to you guys. I actually was was really sick that week, so we played Mexico. I don't know if it was something from down there or if it was something I ate, but I was. I've never been so sick in my life, 
on Wednesday. Didn't even think about going to the golf course on Wednesday. And I remember actually thinking, like, if I'm not feeling much better Thursday, then I might have to pull out because I, I mean, and I felt I felt better Thursday, but it was still kind of kind of dicey. I mean, I, I was hitting seven irons, probably 15 yards shorter than a normal, uh, just a full solid one, probably going 15 yards shorter than normal. I mean, uh, the only thing I ate for two, three days were saltine crackers and uh, drink water. So it was kind of, it was a rough week for me off the golf course. But um, I don't know. I mean, I could see guys putting a little extra pressure just because you feel like you uh, should play well in your home event. But mm-hmm. it's it plays so different. It plays so different tournament week versus uh, every week. That's what it seemed like, because looking at the leaderboard, I mean, like, I remember, I think I had Pat in my fantasy one of that week and a couple of yeah. and it was just like, you know, like, the guys you think are going to be comfortable there, you know, yeah. it just seems like it's a totally different ball game. Yeah, even even if, even if just looking at the course, I mean, I might set up well for somebody, but mm-hmm. when you've played it so many times and the greens aren't that fast and they're a little firmer than normal and you just, I mean... You'd think it, you'd be able to adjust, but you've played it so many times. You kind of, it's. I mean, it's. It's. I don't know. It's just a little bit different. A little bit more. Yeah, it's just it's just a little bit different, and yeah, um, it just takes that. I wouldn't. I mean, everybody's got to play it like that, but it just kind of takes any sort of advantage you might have just from playing it so many times. That kind of goes out the window. I feel like Mm -hmm. um, when it plays like that. All right, um, JT, you've been very generous with your time. Tron, we're about 45 minutes. Do you mind maybe some just quick hitters here to to, to yeah. end it, and, and then we can yeah. All right, and then we'll wrap. Perfect. Uh, right. Sounds good. Yeah, go ahead, Randy. Okay, mine kind of piggybacks on a on a previous question. You know, we were talking about kind of the, the favorite place you have played. Uh, what's what's the course that you're most looking forward to seeing for the first time? Um, I'd say, I mean, honestly, I, where they have the Wells this year. I, I mean, I was looking forward to Clay Hall if it's close to home, but after Eagle Point, it's incredible. Oh, Eagle Point looks sweet, yeah. Um, but I'd say Hilton Head. Um, mm-hmm. I've never been there. I hear Hilton Head's awesome good tournament so i'd say that's probably the one i'm looking forward to the most right now randy's caddying in the pro-am this year yeah dude <laughs> yeah. in hilton head yeah yeah i'll i'll keep an eye out then you know, be on the lookout i, I can stand out man yeah six eight perfect yeah <laughs> perfect um do you think that one will suit your game too just just being a good player being more of a precision player yeah i think so i think um I think I, I mean, I think I'd like a course like that. Um, but it just, I mean, I hear you just have to hit a lot of shots, a lot of different golf shots. Yeah. I like, I like courses that make you have to hit a, lot, a bunch of different shots with a bunch of different clubs. So, Do you have to, uh, like playing with, obviously playing with Hudson Swap all the time and Mullinax, guys like that. Yeah. Do you have to, like, do you constantly find yourself trying to, like, not get wrapped up and help? How fucking far? How they far hit. they hit? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's yeah. in, I mean it's stupid. I, I mean I, it's kind of just laugh because everybody I feel like all those guys I mean they they hit it further than I do, um, and I don't feel like I hit it short. I feel like I'm just probably at, like close to average out here. Uh, but yeah. then I'm every time I'm pegging it, I'm playing with guys that are in the top ten to twenty on in driving on tour, and so. I mean, I just I laugh at it, but at the same time, I try and it makes it that much better when I roll in a, a twenty footer and they've got a wedge in their hand and I'm sitting there hitting <laughs> six and seven irons in and I'm the one making bird and they're making par. So, uh, Drive for show. Good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sorry, Mark Brody. I know Mark Brody <laughs> doesn't agree with that, but you know. <laughs> That's all right. Um, let's see here, Randy. Uh, yeah. Any uh, any memorable kind of fan interactions on on tour? Uh, so a couple weeks ago at the Honda, the whole valet thing, 
Um, I don't know if y'all <laughs> saw that, but I somebody thought I was a foul A guy and uh, threw a tweet up there, and it kind of went viral in the golf world. And then, I mean, I had guy, I had people, I saw some people that were kind of like walking off the greens and on the weekend they're to the tees and they're kind of holding up their keys, like just being kind of funny <laughs> like that. And, um, but other than that, I mean, you, you got you got fans all the time that are yelling all kinds of crazy stuff at you. Yeah. Um, just about every week. Did you get uh, Did you get wrapped up in that whole thing? I know, like Scratch, like DJ at Scratch, he did something out of Napa. Yeah, they had somebody asking, like, you know, if you yeah. to see or whatever. Like, how did you react yeah, to that? I was. Well, I, I mean, that was my first event. It was my first time. First time playing on the a PGA tournament course in in a tournament. And so, uh, God, I think we were on eight, we were on eighteen, and he comes up and he's saying that somebody's a fan is dressed as a pro and is walking around the golf course uh, playing, and so they're having to check credentials and like mark up off a list, pretty much. <laughs> And listen, and I was playing. I was playing with two other rookies, Dom Bazelli and Rick Lamb, and we were playing with Patton, and we had a pretty good, pretty good match going. I think we were all square going into 18, and um, big hole for the for the match. And this guy is sitting there just giving us shit about, you know, pretty much just messing with the rookies. And he didn't. He was he was asking our names and checking them off a list, but I think he actually made Rick Lamb get his credential out because when he told him his name he said he didn't have him on the list and so he had to get his credential out and check that and it was it was pretty good. But we I mean we had no we had no idea. I mean I had no idea what to expect. Definitely wasn't expecting something like that. I can't remember who it was, but DJ was telling me like one of the guys he was like he couldn't have been nicer, like I guess the guy asked him for like five hundred bucks and he's like, Oh yeah man, like I don't have the cash on me right now but like, you know, I think, like, I could probably get it from my agent, like, just give me 20 minutes. Sorry. <laughs> I, was like, I think that was JJ. I think it was JJ. Spawn. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I remember seeing the I mean, I, I saw the video afterwards. And I, I, mean, I think it was funny. I mean, it was hilarious. They got a lot of us rookies. And then, and then I think a couple guys were pissed at it, too. Like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I think I think Pat might have been the most uh, unhappy about it as, out of anybody because oh, really? he was he was on a roll. We just we played this match and it was me and Rick against Tom and Patton and we had gotten him pretty good on the front and he was making a million putts like he normally does on the back and uh, got it all the way back to all square and was I think he was just rolling trying to keep it going and this guy just. Completely buzz killed. Down. Just took all his thing, yeah, and uh, he wasn't happy about it. But definitely um, shitty. What can what can he do? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, what's your go-to course down in Sea Island? Uh, right now, Sea Island. I'm hoping to join uh, Ocean Forest here soon. That's probably my favorite on the on the island. Mm-hmm. Um, but go-to when I'm there on a, on a week off is probably Seaside. Okay. Do you struggle at all, like switching from grass types? Like I, I, I just remember I've played a couple tournaments down in Seattle, and mm-hmm. they're like the grainiest greens in the world. I mean, yeah. Like, do yeah. you struggle at all going to going to Poe or going to Rye or anything like that? Or? Uh, I think the biggest adjustment is going from something other than Bermuda and then going to Bermuda because everything else there's not. I don't really look into into grain that much. Uh. Some guys look into it no matter what the surface is, but I don't really pay attention to any of that mm-hmm. until I get to Bermuda, and then you got to start thinking. And even then, I don't really play in the break, but just speed-wise, I try and pay attention to that. And uh, okay. Randy, anything else, man? Um, no, no. I, I say we wrap it. I mean, we've taken more than enough of, uh, of, of your time. No, y'all are good. Y'all are good. Appreciate you having me so, on. You feeling good this week? Yeah, yeah. Been, I mean, been hitting it good the last few weeks, and it's kind of one of those golf courses that needs that. So I feel like if I keep it rolling, it'll be another good week. Trying to make more putts than anybody else. See where they end up.
And then I guess just just one last question: Is this a is this a tough time of the year for you? Just with you know you got like the WGC, you got majors coming up. Like just just as far as setting your schedule up, or is it good to have a couple off weeks coming up? Yeah, a little bit of both. I mean, it's never easy to set your schedule uh, coming out of our category with the reshuffles and stuff. And unless you've played really well early, and you know you're going to be in most of the most of the year, but uh, right now I'm kind of on the fence. I think a, a really good week could change that. But at the same time, I've been playing a lot of golf uh, lately, so week off is not the end of the world. It's nice to have a chance to reboot and get ready for that next time when we do play. Well, I tell you what, man, you are an inspiration as far as just not having expectations and taking things as they come. And I love it. It's a cool back. story. It's a very cool story. I <laughs> love it. It's refreshing. It. I appreciate it. I appreciate oh. it. Right, hope, to, uh, hope to say hi in, uh, in Hilton Head. Yeah, definitely. I'll keep an eye out for sure. Yeah, okay. just looking Good for the six-foot-eight guy yeah. who's, who's <laughs> wearing wearing a bucket hat and probably some sad clothes. And that probably, would be so, love it. That would yeah. be too Probably missed that one on the course, yeah, in somebody's line or something, yeah. <laughs> Love it. I'll keep an eye out for sure. Yeah. All, All right, right, man. Thanks Appreciate again. it. Nice spot for that track draw. Favorite trapper, the absolute truth.